The previous Mishnah says that if someone cannot afford to pay the full payment of the Erech, in that case, we, you could get away with paying less than the full cost. That's what we call Hesigan. And this differs from really every other financial obligation. Typical financial obligation, say if someone made a purchase or there was a damage, and for that, now he has an obligation to pay. If he, do, if he doesn't have enough money to pay for the entire uh, for for the entire damage or whatever it may be, he pays up for he'll pay, he'll pay up whatever he can afford now, and then any future payments he would be obligated in paying in the future. Meaning that, say someone borrowed a million dollars and he can only pay, afford to pay up a quarter of a million, then from now on we will 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 be obligated to sell his assets. Any future um, income that he has will go first to pay up the loan, and only afterwards. Uh, does, could he keep the money for himself? Now, by Erechen, there's an exception. Erechen is similar to what we have in American law as filing for a bankruptcy, where after, where after the filing, he no longer has an obligation to pay. So similarly, Erechen, after the person uh, paid up for whatever they assessed that he could pay up, from now on, he no longer has any obligation to pay up in the future. The Mishnah ends off this by saying, okay, uh, as, a, as an example, even if a person's father passed away and left him with 10,000, or there was a ship at sea, and it came with 20,000 shekel, so he was poor at the time of the payment, and he made an extremely large profit afterwards. In that case, Hektish doesn't have the, cannot obligate the person to pay up any more than what he paid up originally. That's what the Mishnah says. So the Gemara asks on this that this quite this doesn't seem to make any sense. The Gemara says, If his father passed away and left him ten thousand, the Gemara says, Asher. Gemara asks that case is an Asher. He's the wealthy person. How can we say that person would now constitute as being someone who's poor? That person is someone who's very wealthy. He now has he now has now as inheritance received ten thousand shekel. The Gemara, the Gemara answers, We should say, His father is dying, and he is passing on. Meaning that at the time that this, that this person paid up, he had no money. He, in fact, was very poor. But his father was on his deathbed, and they're, they're waiting for the, for the inheritance to come in. Over there, we say that, uh, that since at the point when he paid up, he was poor, since at the point when he paid up, he didn't have the inheritance yet, therefore there's no obligation to pay up the rest. <clears throat> the Gemara says, Pshita, obviously that's true. At that point, he didn't have any money. You're right, he may have inheritance coming up very soon, but at that point, he didn't. Have, at that point, he was poor. The Gemara says, Maud, Lemisa, I would have thought to say, that Reb Gaisen, most people on their deathbed, Lemisa will end up dying. So over here also, he's not really poor. It's just waiting. He's waiting for his money to come. Come Ashmulan. For that, the Mishnah tells you that no, <clears throat> regarding this, we do not say that he's wealthy. We'll say that he's poor. And therefore, he would not, therefore, he would still have an obligation to pay up the remainder. Therefore, he would not have an obligation to pay up the remainder. The Gemara says, <clears throat> Amr, the, the next case of the mission, Svinasai Bayam, if he had a ship at Siu Balei and he came with ten thousands, in that case he does not have an obligation to pay up the rest. The Gemara asks the same question, Ashiro, if he had a ship at Siu that came back with twenty thousand in profit, ten, then in that case he's an extremely wealthy person. How can we say he no longer has an obligation to pay up the rest? The Gemara answers, Amr of Chesta, Rav Chesta said, Kishahaisa Mukharas and Muskaras 
The case that we're referring to is not that he actually had the money. He had a ship that was at sea, but the, and that ship came came back or was coming back with a large profit, but it wasn't his profit. He had leased the ship out. So since at that point he didn't, I guess, so to speak, own the ship, since at that point he didn't have any profits from the ship, therefore at that point he was still poor. The Gemara asks, What do you mean? How could, how could we call him poor? Here, over here, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's leasing out a ship. He has payments. So he'll be receiving payments for the ship. So long as the ship is in the, is in the hands of whoever's, whoever the investor is, in that case, now that person in turn has an obligation to give it to the ship owner. So the ship owner is really wealthy. The Gemara answers, This is a really a chayshim mishpah. This is a monetary law that question it's a question of how do you view a lease agreement is it that every minute there is just a there's a constant obligation to pay and just the time of payment is at the end of the lease so let's say um at least a, a, a house for let's pick up three hundred dollars um so is it that every that every day i owe ten dollars really you could break it down to every second and just the time of payment that's at the, is at the end of every month or do we say that, no, the actual obligation is at the time, the end of the month. When the month ends, then I have an obligation to pay up for the entire month's $300. So this is a question. One way we would say, there's an obligation to pay for the, rent, for, for, for the rental from the beginning through the end, meaning that it's, it's, it's constantly building up. The, uh, the, the way that we've got, the other way, the way that our mission, our, our mission seems to hold is that the payment is only the the, 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 the the obligation for payment, the actual payment is only viewed as happening all the way at the end. The Gemara says, our Mishnah fits with the, with the opinion that the obligation for payment really is only at the end. Therefore, since the, the, the ship didn't come back, and since I don't actually have the, 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 the time of the rental didn't, the, 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 didn't, didn't come yet, so therefore, the owner of the ship owner himself is not considered that he has any money, even though he's guaranteed to receive income in even a couple a couple of days, but since at this point he didn't he, he doesn't have that income yet, and since there's no obligation from the uh, from from the renter at all to pay up, therefore we view we view him as being a pauper. The Gemara the Gemara said, the Gemara asks that so how could you view him as being a pauper? He may not actually have any cash, but but the table Svina he has a large asset. He has a ship. Why don't we say that he's wealthy just by the fact that he owns a ship? The Gemara answers, Hamani Rebeliezer, this goes like Rebeliezer, that even though he owns a ship, even though he really in reality is extremely wealthy in assets, but Rebeliezer says that's not enough to make him leave the category of pauper. Why? Because the Tznan, the Mishnah says, Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer says, if he was a farmer, he, he used to work in plowing, they give him his, his, his plow with the, with the cattle that pull it. And if he was a donkey driver, they give him his, his donkey. Meaning that even in a case where he's a pauper, the extent of the payment will still leave him with what his, with what his lively, li, livelihood is. If, say, the man's a painter, and now he says, I'll give an erach, and we're trying to assess how much is the most that he pays, we, can, we do not view the things that are necessary for him to continue making a living as being things that he could actually pay with. So therefore, we don't say, sell your paintbrush and give that money to Hector. No, that he could keep. We don't tell him, sell your plow. Rather, we tell him, you could keep your plow, you could keep your 
harvester or whatever it may be, and that money, that, that, that you could keep that money, there's no obligation to hectish. Similarly over here, this individual's, his income comes from his ship. His, his, uh, his, 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 his job is that he's a, he's a ship owner. So over there, even though he's, I guess, in some ways wealthy, he actually has money, but we would not obligate him to sell the ship because he, because that's his, that's his source of livelihood. So again, the Mishnah, the Gemara basically up here explained the Mishnah about why these cases the person would still remain, would still still be classified as a pauper. The case where the person's father passed away, we say that his father is still alive, he's on his deathbed. In that case, we'll say he's still considered a pauper. And in our case, the ship owner, even though the ship owner owns the ship and the ship is being leased over there, since the lease payment is that he's not obligated, the, 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 the lesser is not obligated to pay the lease payment, therefore he's considered a pauper. For, for, uh, in that regard, and regarding the actual ownership of the ship, since that's his primary source of livelihood, that would not that we would not obligate him to sell, and therefore he would only be obligated to pay with whatever assets he has at hand. Okay, now now we're leading into a new Mishnah. The Mishnah really goes back to explain what we what we meant when we said what what what, what, what that which we said in the first Mishnah. Um, we'll go we'll go read out the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Hashanah Benidar Kate said. Previous, or the Mishnah earlier said that when we're dealing with the Shanim, had the age of the person, over there we follow the Nidar, we follow the, the person, the, the subject of the Nether. So Ketzad, meaning that if I turn over, turn to someone else and say, I will pay your Erev. So over there we follow not my age, we follow the age of the person who is the subject, Ketzad. How would that be? To have a young individual who now pledges to give the Erech of an older fellow, or in that case, and he that case he's only obligated to pay for the for the cost of an older individual. The reason being that since he's the subject of the Erech, we follow his age, not the age of the person who who's, who actually has to pay. Or similarly, Zakin Jaharach Hasayelad, if I have an older individual who pledges to pay the value of a younger younger individual, Nesan Erech Yelad, over there he pays the Erech of the younger individual, like this, like like what he is, the subject of the uh, of, of the of the Erech. Okay, Erech and Benerech Ketzad. It says when we follow when we're dealing with how to assess Erech, we always follow the Nerech, we always follow the subject. How would that be? Erech Ish Shaharech Isha. Ha'isha, a man who pledges the erich of a woman, that's an erich isha. In that case, he's only obligated to pay for the erich of an isha. Why? The the, he's only obligated to pay for the value of a woman, and that is because she is the subject of the erich. And the opposite's true too. Visha she'erich ish. If a woman pledges to pay the value of a man, over there, now she is obligated to pay for the value of the man, like what she pledged. erich bezman ha'erich, said. And the Erech is always assessed based on the time of the Erech. How would that be? So I, when, I, when I pledged the Erech, he was younger than five years old. So over there I pay less. And then afterwards, when it comes time for payment, the subject now grew up. He's now over five, he's now over five years old. So similarly, my obligation should also increase. Over there we say that, no, that's not what happens. He's, uh, or... Or pachas mi ben esrim. If I pledge someone who was between five and twenty, so he was less than twenty years old, I pay less. Vinasi yasra al esrim. And now he grew up. Now he's over twenty. So nesim bezman erech. 
The obligation does not follow the time of payment, rather the time of the erich, and therefore, since I paid for him when he was, since I pledged when he was old, when I, when he was younger, I'm only obligated to pay the the, the lower amount. The same thing goes would go the other way around. That uh, if I pledged for someone who's under fifty, and now I became over fifty, so the cost drops over there. Also, I would be obligated to pay for the higher cost, not for the lower cost. Taner So, <clears throat> in order to understand this next line. We'll just give a uh, little bit of a practical uh, Mashallah parable. Um, say I had a Rolls Royce, and I'm trying to sell a Rolls Royce. If I'm in rural, if I'm in rural Missouri, then in that case, a Rolls Royce is pretty low in value. Um, people would probably prefer a pickup truck, and that's number one. But also, the value of something that's very costly is less when the when the clientele, when the customers don't have the money to pay for it. So if you're trying to sell an expensive car in a poor neighborhood, it's it's just not going to go for the same price. Or if I'm trying to sell a fine piece of jewelry in a, in a poor neighborhood, then obviously there also I'd have to decrease the price. Otherwise, the customers just can't afford it. So we have a comparison between Damim, between someone who pledges the true value of something, and Erechen, someone who uses, follows through with these set values, for which which ways are they com- are, are they comparable? One is margolas lekalim, which which literally translates as being a precious stone for poor people, which is as we explained. So let's say someone goes and he pledges to donate a piece of jewelry to Hektish, or the value of a piece of jewelry to Hektish. So now this person is sitting in the middle of you know a poor neighborhood, wherever it may be. He's sitting in the middle of farmland over there. Um, really, the people, the local, the the, the the locals, they can't they, they can't afford such an expensive piece of jewelry. So he'd have to be he'd have to sell it at a significantly significantly lower price. If he sell if he brings it into the city, so once you bring it into the city, then all of a sudden the price shoots up. So over here, one can argue that the value of this jewelry is really worth more. It's just I'm in the wrong location, and therefore. He would be obligated to pay for the larger amount. For that, we have a halacha that this is not true. Um, we'll discuss this a little bit more at length later on in the Mesachta, but your obligation just is, is limited to where you are and what the value is where you are. And therefore, he's only obligated to pay for the lower amount. So that's one that's one way that Erechin is comparable to Damim, um, that <clears throat> that that what there that's one halacha that applies to that 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 applies. That you only pay based on where you are. There's another halacha that uh, there's a comparison between Erechen and Damim, which is meaning that we have a halacha of if someone pledges to donate a heart over there, a human heart, he's obligated to pay for the entire for the for the, for the entire value of the person. We don't assess values of hearts, rather he's obligated to pay for the entire person. I would think that the same halacha should apply that we should have a comparison between Erechen and Damim for Shas Nasina that you follow through with the time of payment. So, to explain the, the logic behind this, it's fairly simple. When I pledge the value of someone, his true, his true value, his true assessed value over there, you always follow through with the time of payment. And the reason is because there's, no, there's just no way to figure out what his value was beforehand. The only time that I could figure out is the time when I'm actually assessing. The time you're assessing is the time of payment. You can't say, well, listen, I pledged it three months ago, so therefore, um, therefore I should be ob- obligated to pay less because he was younger then. 
because there's just it's just physically impossible to figure out what his value was at the point when the person pled, pled, pledged the error. When a person pled, pledged the true value. So over there, this just because matter just out of matter of practicality, it's impossible. Just to, there's a technicality. It's impossible to 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 pay for for an earlier amount. So over there, you follow through is the shastasina. The assessment is for right now when you have an obligation to pay. So I would think the same halacha. Just because you have a comparison, there is a juxtaposition. There's a the the we 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 have we use the word damim middle parshas erechin over there. I would think also. That you should pay kishasin, you should you should pay based on the time of payment. However, for that the pasuk says ka'erkecha yakum. For that the pasuk tells you that the only time that you follow is the time of the erech, the time that he actually expressed it, and not the time of the payment. All right, let's go to the next mission. The next mission says yoyim shleishim kilomata heimena. The day, the the thirtieth day. That means when a child before he turns thirty or thirty days old. The halacha is that he does not have erechin. Okay, there was a discussion earlier in the in the Masachta about whether you pay whether you pay anything, but there is the parshas erechin was not said. So the thirtieth day itself is like the first like the first twenty nine days, and therefore it's kilamata emeno. It follows through the halacha of, 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 of like any like a child who's less than less less than a month. Shnas chamish the fifth year, shnas esrim and the twentieth year. That's also kilamata mayhem. Those are also like the years, like the lower years. You don't say that once he hit, once he hits five years old, then, um, or once he enters the fifth year over there, now already you have an obligation to pay like a five-year-old. Once he hits the 20th year, he has an obligation to pay like a 20-year-old. That's not what happens. Rather, those years themselves are like the younger year. Shinemar, as the Pesach says, If he is 60 years and above, that means he's above 60 years. That, that implies that the 60th year itself is not included. If he is 60 years and older, that means that the 60th year itself is not included. Now, from there, now we can now, now learn out the rest of the Just like by the 60th year, the 60th year itself is like year, 50, is like year 59, 58, and 57 that you pay the larger amount. So two years twenty and years five are like years nineteen and year years four, and therefore you would pay the lower amount. The Gemara says, The Gemara, the mission now questions that the comparison is not great. A sixty-year-old once he hits sixty, at that point we start saying, "Hey, listen, his value decreases." However, when when a child hits when a child hits five. And when, when an adult hits 20, so over there, then they increase in value. Now they're stronger. They're not weaker. So over there, maybe for, for that, we'll already say the year leading into the 20th year will also be machmer, meaning that the 20th year and the 5th year and the 60th year are all comparable. They're all the same. Just that the 5th year and the, and the 20th year were always machmer. You got to pay more. The 60th year, you were, were machmer. You got to pay more. But when, when I'm being machmer by the 60th year, I'm comparing it to the years below it. I'm sorry, the, the, we're comparing it to the years below it. When I'm being machmer on the 5th and 20th year, I'm comparing it to the year, the year above it. Gemara says, Gemara says, that's a great logic, but we can't do that. We're doing, over here, we're dealing with Xerashava. Xerashava meaning that when the, ter- the puzzle uses the same word, over there, 
there is a comparison in the Pasuk. So even though I may have a logic to say, listen, we're always machmer, but since you use the word shana shana, it means that they're all, they're all, we have to compare them literally, and therefore they all would be paying um, exactly the same way, which would be putting that year as being the year below it. The Gemara asks, and the Mishnah continues, um, just like by year 60, year 60 itself is like year 59, so to year 5 and year 20 are like years 4 and, year, year, and years 19. Eliezer says, I know that not only does he have to be 5 years, he must be greater than 5 by a year and by, by by a by a month and a day, so it's not just enough to have been into to, to, to have actually had five. It's got to be five years old plus a month plus a day. And we'll see the reasoning. It's just based on Xeris Hakasav. He has a pasuk that that that, that he learns this from. It's not based on any logic. The Gemara says Mufna. The Gemara now goes back to the Xeris Shav written in the pasuk. The pasuk. The Gemara. The the Mishnah says. That the reason why, the way that I know that years 20 and years 5 are like the years below them are from Xer Shav of Shana Shana. Now the Gemara says, Mufna, it must be extra. If it wouldn't be extra, we could ask like we asked. So just to explain this, this line in the, in the, in the Gemara, we need, we need to have a bit of a background in Hilchus Drashas, a bit of a background in the laws of how Drashas work. We, the Gemara had, the Mishnah had asked a question. It said, well, listen, they're not comparable. When we go to you, when we, when we, when we view years five and years 30 as being younger years, over there, that's a, over there, that's a, that, uh, over there, that's a Kula. When I view year 60 as being younger, over there, that's a Chumra. So I have a logical, a logical difference. Maybe only for year 60, I'm Machmer and I view down. For years five and years twenty, I should be machmer and view up. The Gemara says that no. The Mishnah says no. It's Xer Shava. Xer Shava is defy logic. The Gemara, <coughs> the Gemara has a, has has a rule that the only time that I cannot that, that I could be so to speak illogical with Xer Shava is only if the Xer Shava is mufna. It's if, if it's extra. If at least one, possibly two, it's machlekas in the Gemara of the words are extra. So say the word shana is extra over there. Then I could tell you, well, listen, all the shanars are extra anyway. Why did the Torah have to write the word shana at all? It must be it's coming to tell you a new halacha. What's a new halacha? It's comparing this shana to that shana. Just like this shana, this year, we view that the year itself as going down, so to that year we view the year itself as going down. And even though you may say that, listen, it's not that there's not a logical comparison over here, it's a chumrah, here it's a kula, it doesn't make a difference. Drop your logic. But if the words themselves aren't extra, the fact that the Torah uses the same word, Although there is some level of Xer Shava, that if it's logical to compare them, we're willing to compare them. If it's illogical to compare them, I will not compare them. So the Gemara says that over here, it must be that the words Shana themselves are extra. Because if the word Shana, Shana, Shana was not extra, I still could have my logical question that maybe we're only mach, maybe, maybe we only compare this year as going down for a Chamra, not for a Kula. The Gemara says that, yes, it's true. Um, the, the Gemara says... Uh, Shana Shana These words Shana, yes, they are extra. Because how do, the, 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 the way Rashi explains this is because obviously when we say if from, from when he's five years old until 20, even if I don't say until 20 years old, 
Obviously, what I mean is if he's from five years old until 20, until 20, what? Until 20 years old. So the fact that I wrote the word Shana once in the beginning of the Pasuk, then obviously the numbers that we're dealing with over here are all numbers of years and how, how many years old this child is, how many years old this, this individual is. And from the fact that I repeat the word Shana after every group, over there, those words are extra and it must be, it's just coming to tell you, come, come to tell you, we will end here for this week.